Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another special episode of the pre-order bonus. E3 2021 is done. And we are here and we are here to debrief everything that happened. And boy Jake did a lot of stuff happen. I think I can count around six or seven games that I had no idea even existed that are now kind of in my uh, scope for must plays coming this fall it it was a pretty uh i mean as e3s go i think this one has been one that i've actually had a lot of excitement for even though i think the greater public would probably grade it as more of an average e3 i, I was really excited what do you think you know yeah i think a lot of people would probably give this an average e3 at best but there was some really cool stuff and um, we are kind of cheating a little bit. We're opening this up to all the different announcements that came over E3 weekend. And there's some really great stuff happening. And I think Cameron and I, right, we kind of we kind of got a backtrack on our um, episode where we were asking what the heck is releasing of fall because all of a sudden we've got lots of fall releases and lots of really cool ones too. So many fall releases. My our predictions episode is trash. <laughs> we 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 didn't predict anything. No, I don't. I actually need to go back and and listen to that episode again. So at the when we do that end of the year episode in December, it's going to be pretty funny to go back and see how wrong we were about so many things. But Jake, let's dive into it because man, there was so much that happened. I don't even know where to start. Um, I mean, there's always a lot that happens at E3, but I think for me personally, like I feel like more than any other E3, in the, the more than any other E3 ever, and I've been to E3, I went to E3 physically in 2017. The indie games were popping off mm-hmm. at this one. Yes, they. I think they they were bigger, I think, than they've ever been, and they really did an awesome job of just filling in like gaps in the AAA or an even double-A slate that are, uh, you know, to get people excited about stuff. And Xbox especially, they just have a ton of, of awesome mini games coming. Yeah. Um, Jake, let's start with, because I know you wanted to talk about this. Let's just start. I know this wasn't technically part of E3, but <laughs> let's start with the Summer Games Fest kickoff. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about the big stuff that, that kind of came out of you from that. Summer Games Fest seemed pretty fine. I think um, it's it's a new thing, right? This is the second year that it's happened. There's some weird stretches. Of course, they have to do... They got to pay the bills, so they have some weird advertisement segments like Ryan Reynolds. Um, what's that name? Free Guy is the name of this movie about an NPC who yeah. realizes he's in a video game and causes chaos. And the weirdest thing about that... Um, is that they had these cuts to all these really famous streamers and content creators who are going to be cameoed in the movie. Uh, I bring that up first because it was early on in the presentation, and that is weird. I mean, it's kind of weird to have such a huge marketing push towards the like Twitch demographic of, of viewers and content creators, and I think that's actually kind of an indication of where mainstream media is going to head because they're like, oh, gamers have money. We need to we need to get some of that money and we're going to do it with this movie called Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. So I know that wasn't the first thing we got. It was at Wonderlands from, from Gearbox, kick things off. But I just had to get that out there. Like I think that as much as, as cringy as it was is stuff that we're going to be seeing 
in the future. I don't know, Cameron. What do you think about all that stuff? I thought it was weird, but I kind of get why it was there. It has to be there because advertising pays the bills for these things. I mean that that pays that that pays Jeff Keeley's paycheck, which at this point I think is getting pretty pretty huge. Um, and so he's he's got to you know he's got to be able to pay for that that uh, Tesla Model S. That um, um, no no right. I mean in all yeah. seriousness, <laughs> like you have to have advertising to pay for this. But but let's just talk about the game. So you mentioned um, yeah uh, you mentioned uh, Tiny Tina's. What is it called? Wonderland. Oh my gosh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, which is a. This is definitely on my list of of one that popped, that, that was announced. This is a fantasy take on the Borderlands universe, yeah. and so it's like where Tiny Tina kind of plays the role of a quote unquote dungeon master, and so it's taking that like wonky, crazy, kind of like crude humor of like the Borderlands universe and putting it in a fantasy setting, which I actually thought was really cool. You know, I saw it and I thought this could be pretty cool. And they've got a really crazy cast for voice acting. I think uh, Andy Samberg and Wanda Sykes were two of the ones. Will Arnett. And those are just the three off the top of my head. Um, So it's probably going to be pretty funny. That's that's what I got from looking at the cast. They got some pretty well-known Hollywood comedian, you know, comedy dudes dudes and gals up there so uh, it could be something pretty cool we'll see for sure it it got my interest and then the big one i mean big one probably the biggest announcement to come out of the entire weekend weekend plus thursday plus a couple other days was holy crap they they knocked it out of the park day one with Elden Ring, Jake, they dropped the full freaking trailer yes. for Elden Ring. And I got to say, I'm not even a Souls guy, but this is one of the most hyped trailers that I've ever seen, to be honest. Yeah, the trailer was incredibly well done. I thought I was shocked that we got a release date out of that. And a hard release date that's not that far away. It's not that far away. It's like six months out. It's pretty wild. Um, yeah, Elden Ring, I thought it looked fantastic as... Longtime listeners of the show know I am now a mega Souls fanboy, um, and I was I was super thrilled to see everything on there. I they they had a nice touches homage to homage to the Dark Souls games, but there's one really stark image of you have the classic Dark Souls knight in his armor that's you know on the cover of of the games, and there is some enemy that just spears that guy and hoists him up in the air, and to me I was like. Dark Souls is dead. Move over. It's Elden Ring time. And I think that's sort of the kind of energy that that trailer bought. It's like, all right, it's time for Elden Ring. It's time to, you know, no more silence. Let, let's get going with this. Yeah, Elden Ring. I mean, I think that the thing that blew me away is not only was that trailer awesome and showed a ton of stuff. I mean, in terms of in terms of game trailers, like that was probably far and away out of the entire E3 plus uh you know plus Summer Games Fest kickoff or whatever they call it Th- that was probably that was definitely the best trailer like out of any of the trailers that were shown like it was extremely hype like it showed a ton of the game it gave away you know little bits and pieces like and it gave a firm release date i mean it was it was just awesome i, I this is on my list now jay i'm not even a souls <laughs> fan and i'm like looking forward yeah. to this so it's 
they did their they job. They did do their job. It's pretty wild because gamers have really high expectations for everything. But if, if you think about something like trailers, gamers always want to see gameplay, right? They want to learn more about the lore. They want a hard release date. They want to know what platforms, what platforms it's coming to, etc. And all of that stuff was there. And it's pretty wild because this is the second official video that From Software has even put out about Elden Ring. The first was the teaser we got two years ago, and then now this. So, um, very cool. I can't help but make the contrast with Cyberpunk 2077, right? Um, in terms of marketing here. From Software says nothing for two years, and they give us this absolutely killer trailer with tons of meat on the bones and a release date. And it's just hard not to be excited about that. Yeah, no, I um, I think if you're just a gamer at all, like you got excited about this. Even if you're not a Souls person, I know a lot of people aren't. I'm, I really can't have been able to get to the Dark Souls game. I played, you know, a good solid chunk of Bloodborne, but even that one, like I bounced mm-hmm. off. Um, but uh, I mean, I played it. I bounced off, like I've already mentioned dozens of times on this podcast. I bounced off Sekiro like sixteen oh, times. Too. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've literally paid for that game full price like three different times and then returned <laughs> it on Steam. So, <laughs> But no, but this still has me hyped. And so they definitely did their job. Like it kind of brought me back to kind of the old days of E3. Like just those kind of trailers that like you would just see games where even if you weren't like a big fan of the franchise, you would just get super excited. Yeah. So that was a huge yeah. one. Um, yeah, I think I think those are the two biggest games from Summer Games Fest. Summer Games Fest had a lot of cool stuff in between. I thought um, plenty of stuff in the indie side of things. Sable, a game that Cameron and I have talked about for months now, got a firm release date, and I believe that release date was given after the musical performance um, from Sable right then and there. And so that was another highlight for me, for sure. Jake, let's talk about um, probably, I mean, I'm missing a bunch of stuff, but we're, we're just going to hit the big kind of highlights. Yeah. So let's go to Ubisoft. Did anything pop for you at Ubisoft? I mean, this was, this was the first big conference of E3 that kind of had big, you know, s- relatively big announcements. Did anything come out of that that you were excited about? Not really, <laughs> which I, which I kind of <laughs> hate to say. Um, I know in our predictions, you and I both thought that, hey, Ubisoft just got to bring something new, got to bring something really fresh to the table. And kind of what I saw there was just Ubisoft as we have known them in the past. Um, I'm still optimistic that Ubisoft is going to have some really big turnaround or not quite a turnaround because their games aren't bad. You know, I think they've just kind of they hit a stride and that stride has kind of plateaued. And I still think that after the big, you know, upper management shakeup, I think we're going to get something really spectacular out of them. And I was just kind of sad to, I'm sad to say that I don't think that happened this to E3. Yeah. So, I mean, this had a bunch of big Ubisoft titles. They talked about expansion packs for the biggest, longest game ever created, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which... I, Jake, I put 40 hours into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I don't even think I'm halfway done with the game. I mean, that's how big that game is. So, you know what? Credit to Ubisoft for, for giving players value for their money. If nothing else, <laughs> they're giving players value for their money. There are There's a brand new expansion pack coming for that. Like, the Siege of Paris looks like a ginormous meaty expansion yeah. pack. And then they're, you know, they have more. They're planning to support that game through 
next year as well with new stuff. So, I mean, if, man, if you're an Assassin's Creed Valhalla fan, like, good for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I, I've been tempted to go back to it because they did add, they've, they're adding a lot of cool stuff. I, I did have a good time with it. It just, you know, it's too big. And, and because it's too big, like, they have to fill out content with, with really repetitive stuff. Um, that was cool. Um, they announced Rainbow Six Extraction, which is a cooperative, like, uh, uh, you know, cooperative first-person shooter based on the characters in the Rainbow Six Siege universe. Right. I think that looks sort of cool. That that's not really my jam. Like alien horror type games, like not super my jam. But but that was a pretty big announcement from them. But I think the biggest one, and I think Jake, you were excited about this as well. Uh, that's sort of more under the radar, but game called Tribes of Midgard. Yes, I keep forgetting that this is with Ubisoft because. Um, I actually stumbled across Tribes of Midgard a few years ago when it first went into early access. And I'm just so glad that it's getting attention now. Yeah. So that that is one thing that I'm forgetting. There also I also forgot, Cameron, I know we're, we're going to talk Tribes of Midgard in a second, but I keep forgetting that the Mario and Rabbids Spark of, Sparks of Hope was a Ubisoft thing because Nintendo leaked it before, right? It like showed up on the on the eShop. You know what, Jake? I actually I made a mistake. I actually made a mistake. Um and I apologize for this. So <laughs> Tribes of Midgard was not announced at Ubisoft. It was at Gearbox. Wait, what? <laughs> yes. So okay, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. So <laughs> move off Tribes of Midgard for a second. Back okay. to Ubisoft. Back to, Sorry. Back to, to Ubisoft. That. Um the one thing that I did forget was the Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Yes. That is Ubisoft. Yes. D- um, have you played the original of that? Uh, I, I actually own it. I got it. It was like 15 bucks on the switch on the Nintendo really? eShop. And so I grabbed it the other day. Yeah. Have you played uh, this? I saw a ton of positive reviews for it. I have no idea what it is, except that it's a big crossover. Yeah. So it's a, uh, tactics game like X- XCOM or gears tactics, but based on Mario and rabbits, it's super weird, but it's fun. It's I've heard it's weird. really fun. Yeah, it's it's really well done. Like it's it's well done. I because I'm like a tactics game fan, and I've played games like XCOM and and those other ones. Like, and a lot of people who are tactics game fans like do like this game. But I don't know. Like the whole rabbits thing just like doesn't do anything for me <laughs> whatsoever. It just really comes off as like kind of weird. I think it's awesome that Nintendo's willing to do the crossover and like put mario characters in a tactics game like mm-hmm. that's really that cool. cool uh i mean the other problem is it's on the switch and to be honest with you like there's not that many games i like to play on the switch but th- this was still a cool announcement it's the sequel to that game it's coming out in 2022 and that, that, that was a fun announcement yeah and i guess um there's the avatar announcement right yes a- avatar yeah so obviously these games are super memorable for me <laughs> um avatar i don't know i thought it looked fine what did you think uh yeah i mean graphically looks really cool i think the thing with avatar is like the the avatar movie most people don't realize this they go avatar why in the world are they making the avatar game well the thing is is the avatar movie is still the number one grossing film of all time um yeah which is just crazy when people hear and the thing is, is like I think it's one of those situations where I honestly think it's sort of a fluke because the <laughs> thing is, like, if you talk to people about, about Avatar, like they don't 
really think it's that anything exciting, but they don't really dislike it. It's kind of just like there, like, oh, yeah, Avatar. Like, oh, that was a thing, mm-hmm. right? I think one of the reasons that it made so much money is it capitalized on the premium excitement around 3D. Yeah. And as you've seen, Jake, over the past few years, like 3D is basically gone from the movie theaters. Yeah. Well, Avatar was like at the height of the 3D like excitement in movie theaters. And so you actually paid a premium ticket to go see the movie in 3D and they heavily marketed that film in 3D. And so that's one of the reasons that it made so much money. Well, long story short, James Cameron has five more of these movies in production. Right. That keep that continue to get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So Avatar 2 is supposed to come out sometime in 2022. That will likely get pushed to 2023 is my understanding. And there are three or four additional movies after that that were all filmed at the same time and they're in production. So this Ubisoft game... Uh, 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 Avatar... Uh, Frontiers of Pandora. Frontiers of Pandora. Build, uh, created by Massive, which are also working, ironically, on a open-world Star Wars game yeah. that they ha- that they didn't show anything of. That would have been a lot cooler, <laughs> man. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so who knows when this will even come out. I mean, I, th- this is probably insanely early. I doubt that they're going to release it way before they release the second movie because they're going to want to capitalize on marketing and stuff like that. But anyways. Yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. I thought the movie was fine. I don't feel like I need to own it or see it again. I saw the video game, you know, trailer. I was like, okay, this looks fine. Probably not my thing. Okay, so that's Ubisoft. Um, some interesting stuff there. Sort of cool, but, you know, not that cool. And then I think after that, you probably the next big one is Gearbox. Um, Gearbox, that was one of the worst conferences that I've ever seen. I did watch probably half of it. It was basically... Um, what is his name? Randy Randy Pitchford. Yeah. Randy Pitchford. Have you heard all the stories about Randy Pitchford? Oh, man. Oof. Yes, I have. Yeah, so they're insane. Uh, we're not going to get into them here because they're they're highly M-rated in this podcast. We try and keep it family friendly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Randy Pitchford is a weird dude. It was basically him going around the set of the Borderlands movie and having awkward conversations with the director and the actors. And then they sh- and then they randomly would just slot in like a game here or there. Um, this is where though they hid, like where they just buried this game that actually looks really cool. And as I already mentioned, is Tribes of Midgard. Jake, what do you think of this? Yeah, so I'll be honest. The Gearbox showcase I missed, so I went back and I had to look at highlights. Um, I was doing something at work when this was going on. Um, yeah, Tribes of Midgard is by far the coolest thing to be shown there. The Borderlands movie, sure, it's happening. I guess it's good to know. Um, but yeah, I think Tribes of Midgard looks great. It, it, obviously, the comparisons with Valheim are going to happen, and they're going to keep happening forever. I really like the color palette of Tribes of Midgard. I think it looks really cool. I like the sort of you know isometric you know top-down view that we've got going on here. So I'm excited for it. And this has got a release on July 27th. So this is next month. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, this looks really cool. It's got action RPG elements, crafting elements. It's got like tower defense elements. It's got a really cool art style. This like totally came out of left field and it's coming really soon. It's coming next month. Um, 
And so, uh, and it's ten player co op. Yeah, that's right? cool. I like that. So, so the only bad thing about this is it's PlayStation PC exclusive. Mm-hmm. So, people are gonna have, might have to dust off their PCs. But it looks like the art style, like the way that it's put together, like it might, it might work on a potato. There's a chance. There's, There's a chance. A chance. So. Um. Anyways, this looks really. Can cool. we talk about the biggest, biggest flop of? This presentation, though, well, I don't know. If flop is the right word, but um, PS5 exclusive Godfall is coming to PS4. Oh my! Oh gosh! That's wild. <laughs> I don't think I've. Yeah, so, I don't think I've ever heard of this. Yeah. Uh, a next gen exclusive um, being, I don't know, demastered. I guess for last gen. That's weird. Man, they need to make some money back. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh, yeah, this is basically them saying, hey, we know nobody bought Godfall for PS5, and so we're releasing it on PS4 in the hope to make some money oh, back. man. I mean, you feel for those devs, right? They put their heart and soul into this game. Did not do well, really. I, I think I saw like two people on Twitter who were like, nah, Godfall's fine. Everybody else is like, eh. So, I hope they make their money back on PS4. I really do. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> yeah, that was um an interesting announcement, but you know, you do what you do, right? You know, they got to they'll, they'll figure out a way to make some money. I I am sure that there's a little group of people out there that are really excited about the fact that Godfall's coming to PS4 somewhere. They're out there. Jay. They are out there and they are going to get this game. I think there's like free DS- DLC that's coming with it, so Cool. So there was a bunch of other stuff that happened that day, but nothing like crazy. Um, there were some major flop conferences. Like from what I understood, there was a bunch of publishers that had conference that should not have had conferences at all, but literally just shoehorned conferences together. Um, I watched a bunch of reaction videos and people were just like, why, why are you even doing this? You know, they didn't even show games. So I think we could skip all those and just go right to the biggest. And if we're going chronologically, go I do want to shout out, and Cameron, I know you don't want to miss this, is uh, Wholesome Games Direct. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. Go yeah, for that, Hol- Jake. Wholesome Talk Games Direct. Uh, like Cameron said at the beginning of this episode, indies are have much more of a presence, I feel like. And the Wholesome Game Direct was awesome. I mean, they just showed off a ton of super cool games. Um, these are all smaller games. There's a variety of information that sort of came out. There was 70 plus games, so can't really go through all of them, but, uh, I will shout out at least one game that, you know, um, Cameron and I are interested in, and that's, what's it pronounced? Cameron, we just went over this today. Apico. 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 Yes. And in fact, we just today in fact and this this episode is going to be up go up before this one does uh interviewed the co-founder of uh t engineers Mm -hmm. the creator of apico the beekeeping management game this looks really cool it looks really cool if you like crafting and i mean in-depth crafting crafting this game is for you um but yeah lots of really cool stuff going on here um, I just pulled up the list now, so I'll just kind of throw out some of the ones that I'm the most excited for. Um, I'm excited for Hoa. This is a game that kind of looks like Child of Light. If you played that, that was an E3 Originals, I believe. Or is that Ubisoft? 
How do you, how do you, the, that's Ubisoft. How do you spell that? Uh, H-O-A, Hoa. So we had that one. We had Moonglow Bay, which was kind of a surprise announcement with Xbox at the um, Idea Xbox showcase back a few months ago. Um, this voxel sort of fishing sim looks really cool. We got to see a little bit more of it there as well. Uh, let's see. We saw more of Garden Story, which is a fun sort of farming sim that's coming out. Lake, which we got a ton of information on. We got a release date for that one was also showcased. And I am, let's see. I don't know. I'm looking at the list now. There's a, there's a ton here. Just go to wholesomegames.com. And you'll see a bunch of really cool games. Ooblitz is on here as well. That game's still in early access. You can listen to our episode on it. But Ooblitz has received some cool updates and is shaping up to be a really fantastic game. So Wholesome Games, if you're just looking for something to play, Wholesome Games has got you covered. Yeah, a ton of awesome indie games. They talked about Bear and Breakfast again. Yes. Um, trailer for Ap- Apico. They also had a trailer for a game that I am super excited. I think we're both really excited for this, but it's probably never coming out. <laughs> and that's a uh, Yokai Yokai Inn, um, which I mean that looks right up. I mean it's basically Stardew Valley with like an Asian spin, and you're managing an inn, and it's like has mystical stuff in it. It looks pretty awesome. Right? Yeah, Yokai Inn looks super fantastic. Absolutely stunning pixel art check that one out for sure um it'll come out eventually i mean they cameron i actually tweeted this out that i was like oh so excited for this and they responded i think they liked something so they're alive and thriving well they uh, hopefully they're uh, working fast because that one looks awesome in fact i was showing that to virginia i was like babe this is your next game yeah uh so anyways yeah lots of uh, fun stuff from the Fun indie titles from um, the Wholesome Drag. But Jake, let's get into the big conference of, of the weekend because this this was one of the best conferences I think that I've ever watched, right. to be honest. And, and I think most of the gaming industry would agree. And that was the Xbox Bethesda conference that was on Sunday morning. This was a banger. Yeah. An absolute banger. Super well organized. No fluff. Game after game after game after game. Game Pass is insane now. I mean, if it already wasn't insane, it's it's just coming to a point where it's ridiculous. It's coming to a point where it's where you look at Sony and Sony, don't, mind you, has awesome, awesome games that are you know must plays, but they're seventy dollars each. Mm-hmm. And you look at Game Pass and you're looking at everything that Microsoft's bringing to the slate, and you're like, okay, fifteen bucks a month, like, and I get all this really i mean jake it's crazy it's insane i mean it it's just wild what's going on there um tons tons of games and i think what's really remarkable about what game pass is doing is not only are the big day one triple a heavy hitters from xbox game studios coming but i mean like uh hades what phenomenal game we did episode on that oh my Um, gosh coming yeah. to game pass and that's a day one launch for ps for playstation and, and xbox but i mean like the the trailer now for it, it's a game of the year edition it got 50 plus game of the year awards a fantastic game uh xbox is cutting deals with awesome awesome studios 
Um, I think it's Sarah Bond, right? We've mentioned her a few times. She's in charge of acquisitions for Xbox Game Pass. Hats off to you, Sarah, doing an absolutely phenomenal job of making this like wonderful, curated, but very um, varied list of games on Game Pass. And so it, the Xbox showcase for me just reiterated that, dang, there's a ton of stuff coming to Game Pass. And it is an exciting time to to subscribe to it. Absolutely. Jake, let's just talk about some of the highlights from the Xbox conference. Um, I'll talk about some of the big ones for me that I thought were awesome. And I actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about these in chronological order. Okay. Um, of when they're coming out, just because I have this list, but we can just do whatever order. No, let's, be, let's, that's that a good structure. There. Let's do it. Um, not chronological order of when they were shown, but I'll try to do that. Um, so Starfield. Starfield. Uh, they, they finally showed a Starfield <laughs> trailer. I'll be honest, this doesn't do much for me yet. I am really excited about the concept. I mean, it's been in the works for over a decade. It's next-gen hardware. It's Indiana Jones in space is how they're describing it. You know, it's, it is... I mean, people, people are excited for the next Elder Scrolls, which we're not going to see that, you guys, until 2025, 2026. I don't even know, but... Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Like the concept of this sounds awesome, but we didn't see any gameplay. Obviously, the graphics of this trailer look great, but it's but it's all cinematic. So it's hard for me to get really excited, but I am excited about the uh, the idea of this and like what it most likely will be. And if Bethesda can pull it off, and it seems like I mean everything's pointed to the fact that they are really putting like the dedicate they're not trying to shoehorn this thing they're they're taking their time Mm -hmm. they're pushing it off until it's done they're like really trying to make this the next like epic like space rpg that is just awesome so i'm excited it's coming day one a day to game pass and it's xbox and pc exclusive um yeah the the narrative that bethesda has created around starfield in this presentation i thought was interesting you know, uh, Todd Howard talked about the history of Bethesda being around for, you know, what, roughly three decades making games. And he said something along the lines of, we've been wanting to make this game for like 20 years. And so I get the sense that this is a little more of a passion project for Bethesda, for the hardcore veteran devs there, than maybe meets the eye for the gamer, you know, who's just looking at it and thinking, wow, this is going to be a really cool game. Um, so, yeah, I like that. Uh, I think they just kind of put it front and center to shut up a lot of people um, because people both on, you know, I hate to bring up console wars into the podcast, but you got really annoying people who are super fanboys of Xbox and PlayStation saying the dumbest things on the internet because the internet's free. And uh, it was just kind of nice to be like, okay, from the horse's mouth, tell us what's happening with this game. And I mean, it was cool. I mean, it was a CGI. Well, it was captured. That was in-engine game footage, but whatever. Um, it's got. It's cool. I mean, they sh- they released some screenshots later, and actually got that actually got me more excited. Um, just seeing how diverse and awesome the different planets and areas are going to look like. I'm looking forward to it. Could be. Looks like it could be something really special. Yeah, no, I, I hope so. I hope it is. Uh, I mean, Microsoft, they came out, they flexed right out the beginning. Todd Howard, I mean, they, they, that's Xbox saying like, hey, this is Bethesda. This is our marquee studio. 
Todd Howard is here front and center. They're part of this is we're Xbox, we're Bethesda, we're one team. That was like a big flex. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, after that, we saw some Battlefield 2042 gameplay footage, and uh, we saw a bunch of other stuff. I'm just going through the highlights, dude. This game looks insane. Uh, I'm a huge Battlefield nerd and fan, and I like, I love this. I love Battlefield. I don't even know how this is going to run like on a multiplayer <laughs> server. <laughs> um, like they showed gameplay and there's like tornadoes going and like guys like flying through the tornadoes and grappling hooks and like wingsuits and vehicles like exploding. And that's like the whole MO with battlefield that they're really hearkening back to. Like the UI even looks like battlefield three. It looks like really, really similar to that. I'm super excited for this. If I think FPS fans, holy cow, we got a lot to look forward to. We already mentioned this in a couple episodes ago, but seeing this trailer has me even more hyped. I'm not a huge Battlefield fan. So I saw it and I was like, okay, cool. I, for the people who are fans of Battlefield, I'm sure this is amazing. Yeah, no. I mean, if you're not, if you're just like a game, you know, if you're an FPS fan, I think you're excited if you're not. You know, it's not going to be for you, but, right? Uh, but that's but that's okay. It's uh, it's cool. Yeah. Um, but that was that was interesting. Uh, what what else? What's next on your list? Uh, Death's Door. <laughs> this was shown later in the conference. Yeah. But uh, this is this looks like a spiritual successor to Hyperlight Drifter, kind of. It looks awesome. I loved it when I saw the first trailer come out a few months ago. Devolver Digital is behind this one, so you can expect quality. Uh, Cameron, I pre-ordered it. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're you are all in on all this. in on it. I think it comes out what next month. Uh, it's like twenty percent off right now on Xbox if you pre-order it. So put it like I don't know, it was like fifteen, sixteen bucks. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, this looks awesome. Uh, this is a Game Pass game, right? No. Wait, no, it's, it's not. It's this not. was this is one of the three that is not on Game Pass. They showed they showed thirty games, and three of them were not on Game Pass. This wasn't, although I imagine it'll be like a twenty dollar or thirty dollar yeah. indie. How much was how much was the pre order? Uh, it's, it's twenty, 30? and then I got twenty percent off. Oh, nice! And this is on PC or Xbox? Xbox, this is obviously. On Xbox, Xbox um, conference. I think it. Or both, probably yeah, PC I think and it's, Xbox. I right? think it's on PC as well. I mean, I wasn't thinking about it, so, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, other stuff they had uh, 12 minutes, which has been shown before. This is from the creators of, um, you know, some of the biggest indie games out there. Annapur- uh, what remains of Edith yeah. Finch? Mm-hmm. Annapurna Interactive is behind this one. Um, also, stellar, stellar cast. Yes, this looks uh, really cool, really interesting concept. It's like a 12-minute kind of like time loop, time loop thing you're trying to escape from. This is going to be definitely like an indie, more kind of story, interactive, like, you know, walking simulator. But it looks like it all takes place in the same room. So that's kind of interesting, yeah, right? very interesting, I would say. Um, just double-check Death Stores on Steam. And it's 15% off right now. Comes out July 20th. Yeah, that one comes really soon. It's awesome. Looks looks really cool. Um, a big surprise uh, that we also saw was... Um, oh, yes. I need to mention this. Um, 
uh, Sea of Thieves is getting a Disney crossover with Pirates of the Caribbean Jack Sparrow campaign. <laughs> I mean, I saw it like and immediately thought that's a win. Like, um, I don't Sea of Thieves. Believe it or not, you know it, it's a popular game. You know, if you're looking at the top ten Steam charts, Sea of Thieves is regularly on there. It's a super popular game. People are really enjoying it. Um, Rare has done a good job, I think, of continually adding to it. And so I think if you're like me and Cameron, you played you played quite a bit when it first came out. You've hopped back in every now and then, but you kind of petered out. It's this type of thing that's like, you know what? I should go back for that campaign. I should go back and check out what's going on with Captain Jack Sparrow. What a perfect c- crossover to have, right? And I'm super excited for it. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, I mean, this is, again, it's the beauty of Game Pass. Like, heck yeah. I'm just going to jump in and check this thing out. Like, it looks awesome. I, I'm I'm excited about a crossover. Sea of Thieves is a great game. I don't play it that much because it, you know, it's it's just, it's just one of those games where you can just kind of pop in, pop out and kind of, kind of play it how you want to play it. But Super exciting announcement. Uh, the next one on the list is this was a huge surprise. And probably if I had to say if there was one game that came out of E3 as like the most kind of new, uh, highly anticipated hotness, it's replaced. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Redfall, um, but no, I, I'm not even going to say Redfall. Replaced has it, so they just so Twitter just has a thread going right now of like top four games you saw at E3. Yeah. And replaced is pretty much in every single one of them. And it should be. I mean, this is a game that just abs- absolutely is blowing pixel art out of the water. Looks super clean cut, really awesome. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. C- Cameron, um, in our group chat with our friends, he said, hey, this game has Jake written all over it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it should have everybody's name written all over it. It looks s- phenomenal. Um I, I don't re- actually remember all that much from a narrative background. It's kind of mysterious, supernatural, right? But whatever. It looked like a ton of fun, and it looked amazing. Yeah, it looks awesome. I, I mean, it looks more than awesome. Like, it looks insane. Like, it's the most insane, crazy pixel art I've ever seen. It actually showed, like, gameplay. Yeah. There's another game, and the developers, and Jake, Jake and I were talking about this, the developers have to be kind of quaking in their boots a little bit or feeling like a little bit bad because it's uh, the last night which we've talked about on our youtube channel uh-huh. has a really similar like highly stylized pixel art vibe with like a ton of lighting effects and a ton of crazy looking assets and like kind of cyberpunk dystopian type yeah. art in it and there is just like not a peep from the last night until <laughs> they dropped this trailer and then the last night <laughs> dropped a gif a a gif that's it. That was, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, Odd Tail Studios, they kind of came out of the shadows to say, hey, we're still alive. It's awesome that we could see games that are inspired by the art style that we debuted X amount of years ago, which I think at this point was like four years ago at this point. Um, listen, both games look phenomenal. They're both going to be amazing. Um, I'm sure, I think Cameron's right, Odd Tails is probably feeling a little something uh, because replaced is probably going to come out first, but if replaced helps um, the last night get a bigger demographic for their game, hopefully it just works 
synergy for both games. But yeah, Replace looked phenomenal. Um, I love to see projects like that, and I love that Microsoft right now, um, they're just greenlighting stuff from studios left and right. And so I think right now we're seeing a lot of um, studios, at least Xbox game studios, their creative vision is really being allowed to shine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, what else? Uh, let's see. We had uh, The Ascent, which is coming really soon to Game Pass. I think it's coming beginning of next month. This is a four-player cooperative like twin-stick shooter yeah. with like some really cool-looking graphics. That looks awesome. Uh, we had Somerville. Yeah. Um, Somerville from the creators of Inside and... Uh, I thought it looked great. Rainbow. I think knowing the studio's history, you know, Two what studio's making it is probably the thing that got games. me excited the this most. I feel really, like I didn't really, really see cool. too much about um, the game. It's kind of like a family Somerville. surviving. In, Jake, you know, what's your thoughts on Somerville? Did that get you era. excited at all? So, I don't know. I'm I'm excited just to see more about it. You know, I don't think at this point, I didn't pre-order it like I did Death Store or anything. You can't. but um, And you don't have to because it's going to be on Game Pass. But, yeah. It looks exciting. I want to learn more. That's kind of where I'm at with Somerville. Yep, looks awesome. Also, uh, I think pretty sure that one's Game Pass as well. That may not be. I can't remember. I think I think it is though. Um, mm-hmm. And then, man, there's just so much stuff here. Uh, Age of Empires Four. Uh, I'm. I think we're both really excited for that, Jake. We've been playing quite a bit of Age of Empires Two and uh, uh, remastered on game pass which is awesome yeah and then um we've already mentioned hades is hades is coming to game pass um they showed diablo 2 resurrected again which is going to be on series x looks insane super excited for that and then jake halo infinite multiplayer trailer and then later later on i think the next day i think on monday yesterday they had the multiplayer showcase what did this do for you? Man, this got me so excited. I don't think I've been this excited for like a PvP game in a long time. Um, and, and what I mean, Halo obviously is going to have a campaign, all that stuff. But, you know, they showed a tiny bit of the campaign, more trailer, you know, you know, cutscene looking stuff. But the man, the multiplayer I don't think I've been this excited to jump into a multiplayer game for a long time. It, it looks super fun. It looks phenomenal. I think it looks like the abilities that they're adding in. So such as a grapple, they're being utilized well in PVP. Um, it just looks like a really good time. And I'm really excited to hop into it. Um, they, they said later on that battle passes will never expire and that you can go back and buy old battle passes. So yes, Halo Infinite multiplayer is definitely taking the route of the very pop- a very popular, you know, PVP games, Fortnite, Apex Legends and all that stuff. But those two little things, their battle pass doesn't expire and you can go back and buy old ones feels really good. I'm excited about that, right? And for me, it's like if I know a battle pass is coming up and there's a really cool some armor customization in it, I'm that much more likely to buy it because I'm like, hey, this I don't have to do this in two months. I could take a whole year to do this if I wanted to and get it all done. So I'm super, super excited for it. I I can't wait to go, you know, go back to the days of you know, yesteryear and just text all the buds, say, Hey guys, who's up for some Halo tonight? And just hop in and play some. 
some yeah it it's so awesome because like you're gonna be able to do it's not like battle royale where you're gonna have to have like three-man squad or or duos or it's gonna be like oh yeah let's go play a big team battle and we'll all just jump in the same squad and go like fight other squads or let's go play some capture the flag or let's go play some slayer or you're gonna have all those options like they seem to be doing everything right with this game and you know what they didn't announce a battle royale (laughs) they didn't announce a battle royale so freddy go boom don't at me i think i think there is still a possibility that that will happen although it is looking a little bit less likely that that will happen although they did say as part of like the ongoing so they specifically said the language was our our story campaign and our first multiplayer season will launch this holiday and so they phrased it like that and in the multiplayer showcase later on they talked about how each season is going to bring new game modes, new maps, etc. So I could 100% see there being some kind of battle royale. It probably won't be at launch, though. I think that they're sticking to their guns. They're sticking to what they know. It looks fantastic. The graphics, the customization. They're doing everything right. But is it going to feel amazing to play? And I just I don't know. It looks mm-hmm. like it will. It says it's going to be 120 frames per second, which is awesome. I really hope I yeah. just really hope that this feels as good as some of these other games that we've gotten like Apex and Warzone which feel phenomenal to play. And if it doesn't feel yeah. as good as those, that's going to be really disappointing because I I'm just excited for the prospect of this, but I need this to follow through like on how good it feels, which is such a big part of first person shooters. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think that's the last the last question about Halo multiplayer, right? Is how's it going to feel to play? And, um, I have full confidence that it's going to be fun. Uh, I mean, we hopped back into the MCC, you know, not too long ago and it felt good. Um, so I think it's going to be great. I, I mean, I'd be surprised if it didn't, I think this extra year that Xbox and three, four, three took on halo infinite is going to pay off. I mean, that's what I saw in the trailer. I said, okay, you know, I'm not that worried about, what halo infinite is going to be and i'm really excited to get my hands on it yeah i i'm really looking forward to this despite what i just said i am really looking forward to this i think this is going to be the perfect game for just like getting together with the group and playing i i hope this is you know i hope this harkens back to the halo 2 era of just like madness where everyone is playing this thing and and, and the biggest right. advantage it has is they're doing everything right like i said jake it's free it's 100 free you don't have to buy the campaign you could just play the freaking multiplayer like yeah and so that's going to bring a massive player base and then tack that on that it's part of game pass it's a perfect storm and i just hope that it fulfills the highest expectations so um jake there was a bunch of other stuff but the last two i'll mention first up uh, forza horizon 5 is coming this year that's crazy that's right yeah, that's uh, right around the corner as well, too. Is it early fall? I want to say it's early fall. It's November. Uh, not um, that early, then. I, uh, I think it's November. But um, what was I going to say? Uh, did you ever play Did you play any Forza Horizon 4 at all, Jake? So I typically don't like racing games. Um, I think I'll download Forza Horizon 5 and drive around. I know that Forza is different, right, it, than other racing games, but... Um, I typically they haven't been a big draw for me, but this game just looks way too good. I kind of just want to drive around, cruise around Mexico, 
you know. So I, I'm not a racing game person either, like at all. But I'll tell you what, I gave Forza Horizon 4 a shot because I was just like, I was like, eh, you know, whatever. Um, I was like, I've heard so many good things about this. I'll give it a shot. And dude, I put it in and I was shocked. I yeah. was absolutely shocked. Like uh, how fun it is. It's just super fun. They just made a really fun game. It's, it's fun. It's one of those games where you can just like open it up go to a race and there's like, you know, 16 different types of races that you can do. And it's not just like run of the mill, like race other cars. Like there's so many things right. you saw. If you watch that trailer, like there's the little mini games, there's like, there's tons of progression and like stuff that you can earn. And it just looks beautiful. Like it looks insane. Yeah. Looks, looks drop dead gorgeous. Um, so anyway, I'm excited for that. That'll be a fun kind of filler game to fill out the fall to kind of just drop in and have something fun to play. And then the last one I'll mention, there's a lot of other stuff, but the last one I'll mention is, uh, the new game from arcane. Yes. Uh, which is Redfall, Redfall. a brand new cooperative, uh, vampire shooter like team shooter cooperative single player world this was a 100 percent cinematic trailer this was like the last like drop the mic moment for microsoft and they absolutely dropped the mic with this because i mean come on it's the creators of dishonored yeah this looks like a really really cool concept they obviously didn't show any gameplay so we don't really know what it is but really cool concept i mean i think um i think Microsoft did a good job of showing what the future of Microsoft is. And I, I think it was great that they ended on announcing a brand new IP um, from one of their, you know, recent acquisitions. So I, I thought it looked cool. I'm with you, Cameron. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought it looked cool, but I want to see more, right? I mean, we didn't really see the gameplay. We just got an announcement. We have no idea when it's coming out. Uh, and I just want to learn more about it. Um, I'm kind of, I, I'm not a huge fan of zombies. So killing vampires, I was like, oh, maybe I could get on board with that. <laughs> I'm a little more of a fan of vampires than zombies because vampires, you know, they're actually like sentient and like smart <laughs> enemy. <laughs> they're doing something. Which is why I didn't, ma- I- I'm not, yeah, I'm not a massive like zombie game fan. It's a little derivative for me. Um, although I did enjoy Resident Evil. So anyways. Yeah. So, man, Xbox conference. And, Jake, that's not even mentioning the big bangers that they've got in their pockets, which is Fable, Avowed, Hellblade 2, Perfect Dark. Yeah. Like, they've got these big bangers that they just didn't even say anything about. And so it's like, good grief. Between now and, um, you know, between now and when Starfield comes out, like, what are we going to get? What's going to happen? You know, when are we going to see these games? Like, it's crazy. I, I thought they knocked out of the park. We've talked a ton about this, but I thought they knocked out of the park. It was awesome. Super fun. Yeah, super fun. Just, you know, game announcement, game info, one after the other. It was awesome. Couldn't ask for more. Jake, let's get into uh, the last couple conferences worth talking about. There was a ton of filler on Monday. Like, I don't, I don't think there was even any announcements that came out of Monday. There was one other announcement on Tuesday, which that was big from square Enix. Um, I'll mention two games from that one. First one was the guardians of the galaxy. Jake, what were your thoughts on this? What was your impressions? I don't know if I had just been fatigued with all the trailers that I'd seen, but it just didn't quite grab me. Um, 
but I haven't completely been turned off from it. I, I'd like to come back and look at it with a fresh pair of eyes, but I don't know. I thought it looked fine, but it, it, it's a single player experience. No microtransactions. I think they said that don't expect any additional content, but it just didn't really grab me. Not sure why. It just, just wasn't feeling it. It's funny. I feel exactly the same way. Oh, really? And I'm, I can't, <laughs> yeah, I can't put my finger because usually like this type of game, like single player RPG mechanics, it's Marvel universe, you know, it's like third person kind of actiony. Like usually that's my jam, man. For some reason, this was not doing it for me. I, I don't know. I don't know. It just like didn't look, I'll be honest. Like if I was just like basing what I think, like how good I think this game is going to be based off of just what I saw in that trailer. Like I would be worried and I, that's like really mean and like pessimistic to say (laughs) (laughs) because I know there were a lot of people really excited for this when they saw it, but it, it looked like the combat looked rough. The character models, I wasn't a huge fan of because it's, you know, it's that whole thing with Marvel where, they're trying to make these like realistic looking games and they kind of have to base it off the movie versions, but then it ends up just looking like uncanny Valley similar to the Avengers situation. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to say. Um, So much has been happening in popular culture with Marvel. You'd think this would be an easy cash cow, but for, I, I think for some reason, just that when it comes to video games, I know people have been really excited about Marvel and Avengers I just can't do it. Like, I'll go... Yeah, I watched the first episode of Loki. Just came out recently. Um, But I'm not super into these games. They're just not grabbing me. And I think part of it is um, just how things look. And I know I've said this before. I am very, very stupidly picky about this. um, Because if if something about how a game looks doesn't... I don't like... Even if the gameplay is phenomenal, even if the narrative is phenomenal, it's going to be hard for me to play it because I'm going to be looking at it the entire time I'm playing it. And if I don't like what I'm looking at, I just don't want to do it. And so there's something about this art style, I don't know, maybe, which is dumb because it's like, what, mostly realistic? I don't know. I just can't get into it. I don't, and yeah, That that's where I'm at. Yeah, I... I- I agree. I don't know what it, I don't know what the problem is. I wonder if they just need to get more creative with these properties. Although that being said, like they just spider. I mean, Insomniac just did straight up Spider Man like action game, and I mean that's that game's that awesome. Game is totally I mean, awesome. Game, yeah, that that game works super super well. So I don't know. I don't know what the uh, what the key is, but I mean, hopefully, I'll eat my words and it'll be yeah, awesome. Yeah, me too. So. I'm happy to be wrong on this one. Jake, we're already running up on an hour. Let's just uh, let's just go straight to the final piece de resistance, uh, if you will, and that is, well, not really in my mind, but probably the number two conference, and at least in my mind, Nintendo. Nintendo. Oh man, <laughs> I I went into this showcase very pessimistic. Really didn't see we're gonna think see I did not think we were gonna see anything that outrageous that exciting nothing big I didn't think we were gonna see anything from Breath of the Wild too and so watching it I was pleasantly surprised a lot of different fan bases who have been asking for things from Nintendo are getting some of those things and I'm super happy for them um, but nothing there really did it for me 
Um, of course, Breath of the Wild 2 is exciting, right? Um, just to get, and I think they knew. I think Nintendo knew. They're like, hey, if we do this presentation without even mentioning Breath of the Wild 2, there's going to be a mob at the door. And so they showed us what they did. But otherwise, everything else, um, these are franchises that have their fan bases, and those fan bases are very excited right now. But for me, pretty lukewarm towards the presentation overall. Yeah, I, I think if you're a huge Nintendo franchise fan, this was an awesome presentation. I mean, good grief, you got a new Metroid out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere. <laughs> I, I know that the Metroid fans out there were literally like crying um like tears of joy like seriously uh, like i listened to a couple podcasts that have insane metroid fans and and people were mm-hmm. like freaking out on twitter uh there's a new mario party eh whatever there's there's a remaster of advance wars which i mean that's a cool game but i mean okay um WarioWare. Some people were insanely excited about WarioWare. I I know that I'm I have that game looks weird as as heck i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) that's one of those like really weird nintendo franchises that people love to pieces i have no idea what i was even looking at when i was watching that trailer to be honest yeah i mean it's so wacky and i mean nintendo's wacky i mean just look at the mario plus rabbits stuff that's wacky right rabid rosalina rabid luigi they're super crazy you know kooky looking things so yeah, Nintendo would make WarioWare. I know they've done it in the past, and I am happy for those people who are excited for it. But for me, uh, yeah, I'm I'm already kind of over it. Yep. Um, what am I forgetting? I mean, okay, so then, and then Zelda. Zelda. Um, I mean, yeah, they gave us the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. Like you said, Jake, like they had to show something. Uh, I, it kind of... It even felt like they didn't even really want to show something. <laughs> it, 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 it like, <laughs> it felt like they didn't want to show a trailer, but they were like, "Okay, we kind of have to show a trailer for this because this is like the most anticipated game ever right now." Um, and they even said very specifically, specific language, which kind of deflated it for me a little bit. They're like, "We are aiming for 2022," which to me means holiday 2022 with the Switch Pro at the very soonest if not early 2023 yeah they are taking their sweet time with this game obviously development of this game was happening during the pandemic so people were affected the development was affected because of that but uh, i i don't know i kind of came away from that showing a little lukewarm mixed feelings um it was cool to see more breath of the wild for sure um and I said this to you, Cameron, I don't know, like going into the sky, like I get it, like they're reusing the same map, which please do, wonderful map rendition of Hyrule. I thought for sure we were going down. I thought we were going underground into dungeons. And so I think I was just a little blindsided when they're like, and instead of going down, we're going up. We're incorporating the sky into the map much more, which, hey, Breath of the Wild has an awesome glider. Um, but something about that pro- the idea of like, gliding around to different floating islands isn't doing it for me and i think i think part of it is because i was just blindsided i and that's why this is why children you don't have expectations about video games because (laughs) don't create don't create (laughs) 
<laughs> worlds in your head expectations of what you expect the game to be because like jake you'll create this kind of underground labyrinthine world and you'll end up with a game in the sky yeah exactly don't do it yeah i was just a little blindsided um it'll be interesting to see more details as they come out over the next year um year plus because i'm with you i think it's holiday 2022 yeah i think at the very soonest i think they're going to try really hard to hit that but um and they're going to want to release this with the switch pro I-, I thought it looked cool like there's some really cool interesting kind of looking character stuff going on with link i I'm interested to see kind of where the story goes. They even said that they didn't want to reveal the title because they're afraid it's going to reveal too much about where the story is going like this early. So right. that's, that's kind of an interesting side note. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's Breath of the Wild 2. It's one of the best games. We we schlepped that game on this podcast all the time. Look, it, we have our <laughs> criticisms of it too. Okay. So don't don't get off our backs. We can criticize Breath of the Wild. It It's definitely got its problems, but yeah i mean it's i'm excited for it it looks like an interesting concept it looks like they're taking their sweet time which is actually a good sign i think yeah i think nintendo is willing to just delay the crap out of stuff to make it awesome to make sure that it's perfect you know yeah yeah Uh, yeah that's the thing is i may have kind of walked away from that trailer feeling a little weird about it but you know i'm confident that all the time they're taking is going to pay off so I'm not that worried about it, really. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Nintendo, though. And, Jake, I think that's pretty much the end of E3. No big announcements after that. But, man, we just talked about so many games. I didn't keep count of how many games we just talked about, but a lot of cool announcements. Super fun. Super fun to see all these cool announcements of people get excited about video games. It's just fun to see people, like, get hyped about stuff. Yeah. It's fun. I watched a bunch of kind of reaction videos of people watching the conferences of some of the podcasts I, I follow. And it's just fun to watch people get excited. Like some of these guys just get, I mean, they're falling out of their chairs yeah. over <laughs> stuff like Metroid. And that's, that's super fun. I'm excited for people that are really excited about some of these franchises. I personally am really excited about all the stuff that Xbox is doing. Um, I'll just tell you real quick, Jake, I, I created a list of what my f- summer fall 2021 games lineup looks yeah. like right yeah. now. I'm just going to quickly speed read this death's door tribes of Midgard, the ascend 12 minutes, Sable death loop, Diablo two resurrected battlefield 2042 call of duty, Vanguard, halo infinite age of empires four and Forza horizon five. And that is like the next six months of my life right there. Yeah. And they all sound amazing. And that's that is not even including, aside from Deathloop, P- PlayStation announcements. We have no idea what PlayStation is doing this fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. Horizon could get delayed. So does that mean that there's stuff that they've been holding back? Very well could be. Very well could be. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what PlayStation is going to throw into the mix. Um, it was kind of sad not hearing anything from them. Uh, they opted out of E3, but I'm sure they're going to present some more stuff to us. I really hope that Horizon uh, Forbidden West comes out in the fall. I think that would be phenomenal, you know, but we'll see. We will see. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a special uh, E3 2021 recap by the pre-order cast, me and Jake. We hope that uh, you heard about some games that'll get you excited. Go check out all these trailers are up on the internet. Go check them out, especially. uh, um, Oh my gosh. I already forgot the name. The returned, returned. What is it called? Replaced. 
replaced, especially replaced. Go watch that trailer. It'll get you hyped for video games again if you've lost. If you've lost. <laughs> and the uh, Halo Infinite multiplayer trailer is pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. But uh, please uh, follow us on Twitter at PreorderCast. Follow Jake at Jacob underscore ChipTip18. Me at MassGeneric. Uh, follow us on YouTube. We just we just posted our interview with L from T Engineers, uh, creators of the indie upcoming indie game Beekeeper Simulator uh, Pico. Go check that out. Uh, there's going to be a podcast version and YouTube recorded version. Uh, follow us on YouTube. And make sure if you're not subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on this podcast. That really helps us out. We appreciate all of you. Thanks and have a great night.